Hi there and welcome back to the final podcast of 2022. And as it's the final one and the end of our first year of podcasting, we're going to take a look back on the year in Valencia property, what's been happening in the market, whether things are changing as we approach the end of the year and what the perspectives are for next year in the Valencia property market. Enjoy. As usual though, we'll start with a look back at what we have published in the last month on our blog and how that has affected our clients. And we'll also be taking a look at a new government tax that may well affect some of our higher end clients coming over to live in Spain. So firstly, we mentioned in our first post of the month all about the rental crisis in Valencia and how difficult it was to find decent rentals when people are coming here. We also looked at how this may be exacerbated when the new digital nomad stroke remote worker visa comes into play at the start of 2023. Really, it should be called the remote worker visa rather than the digital nomad visa because the idea of the Spanish government is to get people to stay here, not to come over here for three months and disappear. Our clients have listened to this advice and we've made seven sales this month directly aimed at getting more properties into the long and medium term rental market. These will be coming up in December and January and should mean that we have a good start to the year for those of you looking for a rental here. The next article was all about that digital nomad visa and what it looks like despite a lack of clarity on a few points. We looked at the requirements as far as they are currently known and how it may affect the rental and sales market on the ground. The majority of our clients waiting for the details, and there are a lot, are more likely to be buying and potentially buying more than one property to feed this incipient demand too. However, there will be a lot of people looking to rent and in a market with very few apartments available for rental, this brings an opportunity for people looking to invest to rent. Next, we looked into the best way to work with us at Valencia Property. Why did we do this? Well, we had a few people who we had to let down because we were so busy with our own clients that anyone ringing us up after being disappointed by what they had been offered previously were not able to get out to see things with us. Our clients work for us for weeks, months before coming over and generally only work with us. We are the chosen realtor if you want to put it that way. So what do you need to do? Contact us a long time before your visit to arrange an initial call. Fill in our form with all of the details about what you are looking for. Get everything ready for your visit and we'll have a full itinerary ready for when you get here. And then, just trust the process. We've been doing this for so long that we know what we're doing and we'll adapt to your requirements as we go through that process. It's worked for a record number of people this year and our client funnel for next year is filling up nicely as we're already working with people who are visiting in the new year and all the way through to next summer. The next post was one of our famous guides, this time to the coastal towns of the Valencia community to the north of the city and in Castellón. We followed this up with our guide to the coastal strip to the south of the city and into Alicante. Of course, these articles are controversial and we like that. We've had complaints from people for not including their town, from others for dissing their chosen place, and for others for criticism of a place they've never ever seen. Go figure. On the property side, the last month has been difficult as we've been so busy with clients visiting and we're putting together deals for our clients that we haven't had a great amount of time to list as many properties as we would have liked. On the other hand, the quality of the listings and of course the descriptions we put into the listings have been of the highest level. We've had a George Carlin monologue for example, a limerick, 
A comparison with Faulty Towers. The house with 120km views, a property where you need good neighbours, and even one where we may seem to suggest that Franco wasn't as bad as he's made out to be. We didn't, and he was. There's one thing that distinguishes us from all other estate agents out there. The quality of our descriptions and the humour you'll find there within. We write about and reference the history of Valencia and Spain, popular culture and more, and we've even just listed a place with a Maria Carey theme, because it's getting close to Christmas. Actually, I was wrong. There are two places where we stand out. Our blog is also the most comprehensive estate agency blog in the world, probably. You know, it's a Carlsberg thing. Probably the best lager in the world. Well, well, Carlsberg isn't. Our blog probably is. You won't find as much relevant information about the property market of any place anywhere as you will do about Valencia on our blog. And I was wrong again. There are three things that distinguish us from other agencies. Our customer service and after-sales service is second to none too. I mean, four things, four things. Our knowledge and the way we present it is different. Okay, let's stop being modest. The whole package from first contact to our project management for your modernization and support post-sale is second to none. We take pride in our work and we do it well. And that's a humble brag, but it's true. So, on to the year in Valencia property. As an agency, we've had more than double the number of sales this year that we did in 2021. And I've got to say, 2021 was a very, very good year as we doubled our sales on the previous interrupted COVID year of 2020 and even increased sales on 2019, which was also a very, very good year. The average sales price has stayed more or less the same as last year, mostly due to investors buying properties to rent out, which brings the average down a bit because generally investment properties, uh, they sell for less than what people buy for their own property. Those buying for their own use tended to pay more from those investors, of course. The number one market for us this year has been, drum roll, boom, the Dutch market, with 29% of our sales being made to Dutch clients. Second, last year's winner, the USA, with 21% of our sales being made to US clients. So that's 50% of our sales done to just two nationalities. A late surge has placed the UK on the heels of the states with 18% of our sales being made to the UK market and then bringing up the rear of the top five are Ireland and Belgium with just 5% each. We've successfully dealt with clients from 16 countries this year and if we include rentals then we take that number of nationalities to over 20. We love the international nature of our clients of course. The cheapest property we've sold this year was a storeroom for 15,000 just to make up a golden visa for a client. But the cheapest property purchase to live in or rent out was €72,000. This was a rental flat which is giving a 7% return with a sitting tenant in a town just outside of Valencia. We'll keep the secret of our most expensive property sold this year, but suffice to say that it wasn't as high as last year, but it was sold to a company with a business attached. As the year wore on, we found out that more of our clients were deciding to get a mortgage to buy their Valencia property. And towards the end of the year, the mortgage rates that we were able to achieve for our clients got higher, unfortunately. As I write this, we're still getting fixed rates between 35 to 4.5% for 20 years, depending on your circumstances or nationality. Americans can expect 5.5% from the new year. That's a fixed rate as we move into December and the new year anyway. 
Variable rates are looking at Euribor plus 1.5% and Euribor is going up so it's a bit risky to take a, a variable rate of plus 1.5 if you're able to get a fixed rate of 3.5 to 4.5 but it might work out well for anyone from the United States for example who would be asked for a 5.5 fixed rate. Mortgages have still been given for most people as long as they can prove their ability to pay the monthly amounts and this includes a stress test imposed by the banks with theoretical rise to 6 to 6.5% in mortgage rates. If you can still prove that you can pay for that, then it's almost certain they'll give you a mortgage. It's not to say that prices will go that high or interest rates will go that high, but they may. Prices are still rising in the market, especially in the most in-demand areas such as the city centre, Rufafa, those sort of areas which are in demand. And the most popular towns around the city are also seeing price rises still, such as Betara, Laliana, Rocafort, Godella, La Cañada. We're starting to see the beginnings of a move outside the city by younger people looking for better deals in both rental and purchase. Getting more for your money is important. Having that extra bedroom to act as an office and having really fast internet is important. So a lot of younger people who have been priced out of certain parts of the city now are looking outside the city to the towns around and they can get in and out of the city really easily. The prospectus for next year are more than decent for us with a long list of clients already having booked in with us for their Valencia property visits in the first few months of the year and others even booking in for June and July. There's nothing like preparation. I spent a lot of last week on initial calls with clients who will be visiting in the next few months and getting them on board with what we can offer them. Barring a black swan event, it looks as if there will be continue to be strong demand in Valencia for the next year, and we'll endeavour to make sure we can cover that demand and help everyone to find the perfect Valencia property. And just one other thing. The Mayor of Valencia put out a tweet storm based on Valencia being named the best city to live in the world once again by the Internation's members. Oh, didn't you hear? Yes, Valencia has been named the best city in the world to live, ahead of Dubai and Mexico City. In the tweet storm, Juan Ribo, the Mayor, pointed out all of the awards and events that Valencia is getting at the moment. I'll leave a link in the show notes. It's in Valenciano, but there are links to the source materials too, which are in Spanish and English. So just to reiterate, and I take a deep breath at this point because there's a lot. It's the best place in the world to live according to Internations, as reported in Forbes. It's the green capital of Europe for 2024. It's the healthiest city in the world to live according to This Is Money in the UK. It's one of the 50 best cities in the world according to Time magazine, and the only Spanish one in that list, surprisingly. It's a recommended tourist destination for 2022 according to CNN. It's the city in Spain that has most reduced its debt since 2015, by a massive 81% by the way. The best city for cycling in the whole of Spain, with 9 million cyclists having used the green loop around the city in the few years since it was opened. The chosen host for the 2026 Gay Games to show its commitment to diversity. One of the largest commitments to social spending in Spain. The European capital of intelligent tourism for 2022, combining design, sustainability and gastronomy. And then there's some more intangible things about living here. The relaxation, the comfort, the atmosphere, and the things that money can't buy. When are you coming to join us? However, there's one little thing on the horizon that affects very few people, and that's the new Spanish wealth tax. 
One thing that may stop some people from coming over to live in Spain is the new wealth tax. Now, initially, it's a two-year tax on those with large amounts of wealth. It's been presented as a temporary solidarity tax to help out with the nation's finances post-COVID. It will be paid in 2023 and 2024 by individuals with a net worth of over 3 million euros. Residents and non-residents, by the way. The rate will be 1.7% on those with a net worth between 3 million and 5.34 million euros, 2.1% for those between 5.34 and 10.69 million euros, and 3.5% for those with a net wealth over 10.69 million euros. Unfortunately, I don't get to pay the 3.5% um, and I don't know anyone who does, unfortunately. It, of course, affects far fewer than 1% of foreign people looking to buy property in Spain, of course. But for those it does affect, then it's worth looking into whether it's worth putting off becoming a resident for a couple of years, or even not buying yet, but renting with an option or an obligation to buy in two years' time, when the tax should be rescinded, so you don't have assets in Spain of a great value. It could also mean that many people decide to buy with a mortgage, as the asset minus the liability cost of the mortgage would bring down the asset value in Spain for non-residents. Remember, the tax is charged only on assets held in Spain for non-residents. Now, for those of you who become resident, then the tax is applied on the worldwide assets. So if you hold a lot of property elsewhere without liabilities on them, then be careful. It's best to have a chat with a tax advisor about how you personally may be affected. But what we find is that for the vast, vast majority of people, the extra cost is not huge and is usually offset by the advantages of living in Spain to where they are coming from. One client had to pay the Valencian wealth tax a couple of years ago, and it worked out at less than half the rental cost of what they were previously renting in London. Even when you added the rental cost here, they were still spending less per month than in the UK, before they even started thinking of stepping out of the door when all of the other cheaper cost of living things came into play, like food, drink, restaurants, etc. So maybe, the wealth tax will affect you. I suspect that nobody listening to this podcast will be affected by the new Spanish wealth tax. Correct me if I'm wrong and send me an email and we'll work out how we can do it for you as well. But anyway, today, lastly, for the main part of the podcast, there's a birthday coming up, didn't you know? And it's for this podcast. We started the podcast in January at the start of 2022 and we've been blown away by the response. A huge proportion of people who have bought with us this year, and also those who are planning to buy in the next year, have mentioned they found us on the podcast, and many of them have even said they've listened to every episode, some on a single trip from Northern Europe to here in the car. And I'd like to apologise now for the swearing for anyone who had children in the car on those journeys. Thanks to you all for listening and making it worth our while to produce this. We'd hate to think it went out into the podosphere and there was no one there listening to it. We started in the first series as a weekly podcast, but we've been much more comfortable with it since we went monthly, because our workload this year has been, well, it's been astronomical, and it was just impossible to make a weekly podcast all year round whilst running the business in the background. Because the business is the foreground thing, the podcast is sort of a background thing. Nevertheless, we love doing the podcast and love the fact that so many people find it useful. Therefore, without a doubt, next year we'll continue with it on a monthly basis. And we may even add a few special episodes in now and again, as that as things happen that need to be talked about. If there's anything you want to see included in it, just let us know and we'll look into it for you. 
If you want more interviews, more walkthroughs of the situation of the market and what's happening on the ground, or anything that maybe we haven't yet thought of, just let us know. We'll consider it all, despite our company being what has been described as a useful content factory. More content, more grist to the mill, more information. Finally today, our recommendations. And as always, we finish the podcast off for this month with our recommendations, and you can find every single link that we talk about in the show notes. This month, we have a recommended video, which is a 4D walk through Valencia. 4D meaning it's got the sounds in the background, the sounds and the sights of central Valencia. Sit back with a drink and enjoy the sights and sounds of Valencia. The recommended articles are the ones we wrote this month, starting with the one about the rental crisis, following it with the one about the new digital nomad our remote worker visa, and then how to work with us at Valencia Property, before finishing it off with our two guides to the coast. The recommended tweet storm from Joanne Ribot is, well, it's on Twitter of course, if you're still on there after the devastation that Musk is doing to that platform, but anyway, I've left the link in the, in the uh, show notes. And our recommended properties this week are one for the Golden Visa, and it's the Modern Man with a hat tip to George Carlin. Again, just take a look at the link in the show notes. And the second one is another rather excellent investment apartment in the city near the tram lines. A really good one which you could rent out and get a really nice return, or just live in yourself. So that's it. 26 podcasts, 48 long-form articles, and counting because there's still some more to come before the end of the year. 200 plus property listings, 1,000 plus client inquiries, 200 plus client consultation calls, a record number of sales for the company, 25 property modernizations started or completed, Valencia named again as the best place to live in the world, and two staff meetings to put it all together. Thank you all for following us, and thank you 2022. We hope to see you in 2023 very soon.